I'd like to call to order the City of Circle Pines, Minnesota, regular City Council meeting for February 13th, 2024. Could we have a roll call, please? Dorner. Here. McChesney. Here. Goldberg. Here. Percy. Here. Bartholomew. Here. Antonin, representing staff. Okay, first off, setting of the agenda. We have a couple things to add to the agenda. On the committee reports, item B will be the Anoka County Fire Protection um, Group. And then uh, item C on our regular agenda will be a um, adjourned to a short work session. We're to talk about some of those things we mentioned before, street maintenance plan, the park refresh plan, some things like that. So um, that's our agenda for tonight. It includes in taxpayer comments, council member comments, and mayor comments. We have committee reports from the police governing board and the fire protection council. Consent agenda tonight includes minutes from January 23rd, general disbursements, police disbursements, fire disbursements, and licenses. Our agenda tonight includes the appointment of a new employee for the park maintenance position. And then, as I just mentioned, we're going to adjourn to a short work session. So with that, um, any taxpayer comments? Snow plowing's been great this year. <laughs> <laughs> Compliments on how good our snow plowing is doing. You bet. Sure. Glad to have that. Um, any council member comments? I do. Um, Patrick, you want to put yep. that thing up on the board? So I attended the league's um, legislative preview on February 6th, I think it was, and it was an hour long. It was packed full of stuff, so I'm not going to go into any detail, but you'll see on the, well, you see part of it on here. It doesn't fit on the whole screen, unfortunately, but um, these are the things that they, these are the areas that they covered. Um, basically, what they kind of talked about, what to expect in 2024, was a there's about a $240 million surplus. So it's um, there's a surplus, but it's not much. So any bill that people are going to want to pass is not going to gain huge dollars into it, type of thing. Um, the bonding bill is about $830 million in general obligation, is what's being proposed, and $152 million for asset preservation, which is um, not general obligation, but uh, infrastructure bonds is what I believe that is. Um, and then without going into much detail, again, what's on the screen here are the general areas. The things I kind of liked, of all, and they talked about dozens of legislative issues that they're bringing forward, so it's a busy session for them. But um, they talked about EMS issues that are a statewide problem. Um, there's not enough, and there's not enough money going to EMS, and they want and to... EMS is... Uh, I'm sorry, emergency medical services, so your ambulance um, services. And so um, they they have some things they want to address with that. Um, also, public safety, duty disability was a, another one that was mentioned, and that's pertinent to, to us. Um, they mentioned, you know, uh, local government aid, which is always pertinent to us. Um, you know, I'm a, about affordable housing and homelessness, so I appreciated their legislative initiatives around um, housing priorities. Uh, they had a number of environmental policies, and, you know, one of the issues, as you know, is there's PFAS in the water, um, but they have no way to measure it. <laughs> they, don't even, they can't measure minuscule amounts of it even, and there should be zero of it. So um, PFAS and other toxins and, you know, providing pure water and clean water are an issue, and they'll be addressing that. Of course, bonding is the big issue this year, and um, cannabis regulation will get some structure 
around what was not done in the first session last year. So those were kind of the things I just took note of. Um, March 7th is the league's day on the hill, and um, some of you, I think we've all gotten a mailer in the mail from them so on that, so um, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I was also on that call with, um, with Dean, and, and those were the hot topics, and it sounds like they're going to try to get a few things cleaned up they did last time and do a bonding bill, so that all sounds great. Anything else? Okay, a couple of quick things. Um, first off, I don't think I mentioned last time, because it was kind of between these meetings, but I went to this uh, Centennial Legislative Breakfast with the legislators from the area to talk about what the school's um, needs are, and so that was very good. They do that annually, and it's always a, a great update on where the schools are at. Uh, on the 27th of January, I went to a funeral for James Weicker, who lived in Circle Pines, the corner of Canterbury and... Nottingham, I think it is, right that corner there. Um, he was a St. Paul, St. Anthony Park police officer for 25, 30 years, and the place was packed, and the police department was there, and a lot of the honor guard, the, you know, the motorcycle honor guard was there because he's a part of that, and so he passed away, and, and so I stopped, and there was quite a few residents there, and, and, uh, and their chief was there, chief of police, Jim Mork and stuff, so that was a very nice service. Uh, on the 30th, we had a Noka County elected officials meeting, and Matt and Dean were both there. Um, the main topic was sort of transportation, uh, talking about some of the things both that the legislature's done and, and what some of the big projects are and stuff, so that was great. On the 5th, um, last week, I went to the Braver Angels um, session over at the school district. The community ed had that, and it was uh, full, uh, packed with people, 50 people. It was a very great crowd. And this was to hear about how to depolarize, how to quit this liberal conservative fighting, Republican Democrat fighting, how to have conversations with people that you may disagree with, things like that. Very, very good turnout. Saw some of our residents there and residents from neighboring communities. So that was a very successful event. Um, we had on the 5th the <coughs> governing board, which is on the, on the agenda later, that went well. On the 6th, we had the 75th annual or 75th anniversary planning committee, Nikki. And so um, our next one is going to be on March 25th at 6.30 p.m. And we're going to be putting out a couple of blurbs and newsletters and on Facebook and things, inviting people to come if they'd like to or, or send us their ideas or thoughts of what they're thinking should happen on the 75th anniversary year, which is 2025. Um, I just want to mention that I'd never done this before after living here for 27, 28 years now. Um, had never gone to the hazardous waste site. Um, but, you know, I had like a dozen buckets of half-empty half paint from 20 years ago. And I decided, you know what, it's just time to find this place and see what it's like. And it was tremendous, you know. You uh, cruise in with all your... I had a, you know, fluorescent light bulb kind of big thing, and I had some other, a battery for my motorcycle and some other things, and and uh, took it all in there, and, you know, God, they were great. They checked your license to make sure they know who you are, and, and the, you know, the paint, uh, maybe a handful of the cans were dried out. They shake it. If it's dried out, you just throw it in your garbage can, mm -hmm. and if it's, you know, wet and, and still paint, then they take it right there, and so they took everything. You know, there's no cost, and so it's a great service. It's only open... At this point right now, on Saturdays and Wednesdays, um, but it was really, really a good thing to do. Too bad it took me 20-some years to find it, but I did find it. 
So I'd suggest that for anybody that's got some of that bad, nasty stuff sitting around in their basement or the garage. Dave, did you want to just mention where that's located? Yeah, it's on, I think it's Naples Street, actually. But what happens is you go on, Lex, on um, Lovell Road out over the interstate, like as if you're going to the Super Inc. or going over towards uh, that area. You cross over, and, and you just go one or two stops past. Uh, right again, on Radisson Road, there's a big sign that says hazardous waste site. And you take a right, you go about a half mile, and it's right there. It's an industrial area. I drove around out there. I'd never really been back in there. You know, that was where they were thinking about putting the biking stadium one time, back in that area. So it was really pretty neat. It was a very, very healthy thing to uh, have it all taken care of and get all that waste. They had the all kinds the, of separation. It was just great. The actual address, if people want it, yeah, is um, 3230 101st Avenue Northeast, that's right. and that's in Blaine. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, sandwiched right between the airport and the freeway there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So everybody else has been there? You've been there? Yeah. I have syringes to dispose of. Oh, so, there you go. You know, sure, sure. Yeah, you can dispose of those too. Yep. I haven't been there. Yeah. Well, if you ever got some of that stuff, you just you're, that nasty kind of half half a can of something, paint thinner, whatever it might be, and stuff. That's the place to take it. Yeah. So, because you don't really want to put that in the garbage. You have that in the dump. Okay, and then this last weekend, Friday and Saturday, then I went to the League of Minnesota Cities. Uh, they have an annual training for elected officials, uh, one for newly elected and one for ex experienced officials or whatever. And I, I went to that, and as always, you know, they do just a great job. Um, brought in some folks uh, talking about conflict and talking about some different issues. Uh, it was a very good gathering, good crowd of people. Um, saw a few people um, that we would know and out there, and it was wonderful. So... Attended that too. So that's my update. I'm sticking to it. You know, I was going to go to that, and I was supposed to go to Chicago last weekend, and mm -hmm. I did not, and I forgot to say, you know, I really would like to go, but yeah. Yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. they always have good speakers. You bet. Yeah. yeah, they do. Okay, so with that then, we'll go on to the committee reports. Uh, first off, we have the uh, police governing board. We met last week and uh, on the 5th. And it was a pretty short agenda. The people in charge this time, it was us last time, and now it's been moved to um, Centerville is in charge, or the, you know, chairing it this year. And so we got a report from the chief. You know, we, we're close to getting our two new hires um, all ready to go and get them out on the streets. Um, they talked about a, a um, uh, continuing to look at the officer wellness program. You know, we started a few years ago with that check up from the neck up and now that is evolving into you know bigger deeper programs and so they're looking at that and and um, looking at how to help um, our officers on a range of things that cause them stress you know we think of things like you know an incident that they saw you know that they're called to the scene of a bad car accident or whatever and there is all that there's also things that um, officers struggle with um, just like everybody else does for example finance and uh, you know the number one argument or troubles in couples is typically financial matters. And so um, they're looking at some, some support and some uh, advice that they can get to those folks to kind of help with some of those kind of things that are the stuff that makes their job and their life more stressful. Um, we had a consent agenda with the minutes and financials, and then the items we talked about were the, the annual you know, equitable sharing agreement and certification form. We sign, it, we sign up for that every year. This is where if we should work with some other agencies, such as 
uh, the federal government, the IRS, uh, alcohol and tobacco kind of folks, and do some sort of a tracking of people or an arrest of people, we maybe we get a share of it. And we, that has happened in the past, so we sign up for that every year. Um, we did not waive, of course, the same thing we do here, that insurance liability coverage, um, so that we are the police department the same as the city here uh, with the state limits. Um, there was the annual performance review um, for Chief Mork, and uh, that went very well. Patrick, I don't know if you want to talk about the job Chief Mork is doing. Yeah, no, I think uh, Mayor and Council Chief's uh, doing an excellent job. You know, he's, you know, like, like Mayor Davis pointed out, you know, he's brought a lot of initiatives to the department, you know, with the check up to the neck up, and then the next initiative was kind of the kind of whole body health uh, wellness uh, program that he's in instituted where, you know, he's allowing the officers, you know, to, to have, you know, time to work out, you know, when they come in for their shifts so they're, you know, physically fit. And then now with what Mayor Dave alluded to with this financial health. So this is, uh, you know, he's brought these initiatives that you know, really, uh, you know, will be a good thing for the department moving forward. Uh, morale is at a, you know, a really good level right now. We're, we're getting some excellent uh, applicants in for the open positions. Uh, we have two, two very, very strong applicants that if both of them work out, which we're very hopeful they will, we will have a full staff for the first time in many, many, uh, well, a couple years. So, it, uh, and this will be overstaffed because now we have that new position. So, yeah, I think those things, uh, along with, uh, you know, he's just a uh, you know, very well-spoken, you know, easy to, to get along with chief is, uh, you know, I think he's done a great job. And, you know, we have a couple plans for him to, you know, think more strategically about the department and kind of working on that strategic plan for the future of the department. And yeah, I think uh, he's, he's doing a great job. Yeah, I think so too. And the interesting thing is these ideas of like a financial or, or more wellness kind of programs, you know, the key is that it is impossible to find new people. So you don't want to lose anybody, right? You don't want to have officers that aren't happy or, you know, are stressed out or whatever and move on to another uh, department or whatever. So if we can retain our people, that's great. And then it sets us up for when we go looking for new people that the hope is that they've heard good things, right? That they heard, well, you guys got this program, you have these programs, and it sounds like you really care about your officers. That sounds like a great place to work. And in fact, some of these new people that come to us are being referred to by either current or past employers. And I know well, our newest hire was a re reference from uh, a current, uh, one of our sergeants who knew this uh, individual for many years and encouraged him to apply. And our two newest uh, applicants are actually coming from other departments. So that would like that see the, that like what's going on in our department. You know, we're, we're a very unique department for the for the metro area. We're not a you know behemoth department like our, our some of our neighbors. You know we're you know kind of have that you know small town. You get actually get to know the you know, the citizens that you're uh, patrolling. So it's you know kind of that old you know Barney Fife type thing. So you know but it, so a lot of the officers want to you know kind of get to that because you know you see a lot of support for the police in our three cities. So that's a that's a good thing that we're we're portraying. Yeah. Yeah. Any questions on that? Obviously, the police department's a huge part of our budget, of our community, and so this is one of those times along when they come in and give us reports and stuff, but about to talk about police. So if you have any any concerns, make sure you keep bringing them to Patrick or myself. And But it, yeah, we're really happy. Chief Mork's been three, four years? Four years now. Four yeah. years, and he's, so it's just great. Okay, and then the last item on our agenda for the police governing board was the audit engagement letter. I'm an annual thing again to do an audit. They use MMKR, which is the same firm the city uses, 
fire department stuff, so then um, they, the governing board signed off on having them continue to do the, our audit. So that was the um, police governing board report. There's no questions. How about a fire protection council report? Yeah, thank you. So the uh, Noka County Fire Protection Council met a couple weeks ago on January the 25th. Uh, not much. Um, got an update on the Noka County Fire Training Academy. They have 12 people into, uh, into the enrolled in the academy to start the year off, which is really good to start the year. They had 46 total candidates in 2023, so already a pretty good number to start the year there. Um, actually, our chief, Retka, talked a lot about uh, this Intrepid app that they're rolling out to mainly larger departments right now. Um, it's a way to track the firefighters and their locations, so the idea behind that. A lot of bigger police departments and fire departments use this already, uh, but the theory is if you're in a fire and, and maybe you lose radio contact, you can't get a hold of somebody, you can utilize the app to find out where they're located. So. Talked about that. Um, again, it's already been used by some larger departments, but maybe something we see down the line. Um, uh, they appointed a uh, new officer list for the Fire Protection Council, and the uh, chair will continue to be, uh, he was the chair the last few years, but uh, Chief John Piper from Coon Rapids. Uh, the treasurer will be uh, Daryl Bowman. He's a fire, uh, fire chief out of Linwood. And then a uh, tr new trustee who was appointed was Rob Angler. He's uh, out of Oak Grove. Fire Chief out of Oak Grove. So, um, approve the budget for 2025. Uh, this is my first meeting with the Noak County Fire Protection, so they must do it a little further out. But uh, budget was approved at $490,000, which is a $13,000 increase over 2024. So, um, that's really all I have. Pretty quick meeting. Okay. Was it balanced budget? Yes. Yes, it was. Thank you. They're improving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any other questions or snide remarks? <laughs> that wasn't snide. Okay. That was that was a positive thing. That's a true well, remark. Uh, I'd like to know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. But I mean, it hasn't been. It was kind of had some struggles a little bit in the past. I think last year was the first year. I mean, I've only been here, you know, six yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, but I think last year was the first year in my tenure. And probably long before that, that it's been balanced. Yeah, yeah, which is a good thing. They have a, they have a rolling budget too. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, they very, do. They very do. unusual. I know. They councilman Rundick when he was on that, that yeah. board just couldn't stand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a very interesting process. Yeah, it's well, not how can, we do it here. No, and they get <laughs> no. all their money from us, from yeah. the city members, more or less. Yeah. The, the fire, the fire departments. Yeah, they all pay in. And so they set it out longer range so that we know then what we're going to have to pay next year it, already. It really depends on how many applicants they get. That's the problem. If you well, could guess, the training if you could guess how many people you get, then you have a, a really good idea of what to budget for. For training. For training. Because, yeah. you know, there's 12 enrollees. Of those 12, I, you know, I think there, we might have one or two from CFD that are going through right now. I think we may have one, you know. And we don't know where those other 12 are coming from, so you have so many classes. So that's, that's the problem. Is okay. you, you, there, it's not... We might we might have four or five a year. We might have zero. Mm -hmm. So you know you don't know where you know how many overall the yeah, are going to go through that academy per year. So yeah, yeah. yeah the <laughs> yeah. So I, I just want to make sure I didn't lie to Dean. But yes, it is a balanced budget. Um, and they actually came in about thirty five. And there's at the point of the meeting there were still some calculations being made, but they came in about thirty five hundred dollars under budget for twenty twenty four. 
3500 extra bucks hanging around there. Hey, there you go. Yeah. That's all I got. $490,000 budget. That's still, yeah. That's what I got. Super. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll move on to the council business then. Uh, consent agenda includes the minutes from January 23rd, general disbursements, police <coughs> disbursements, fire disbursements, and licenses. Would anybody like to make a motion to approve the consent agenda? I'll make that motion. Second. We have a motion and we have a second. Any discussion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 <coughs> motion passes. Next up, we have our parks maintenance position appointment. Patrick? All right, Mayor and Council, if I may. So staff has gone through a, an extensive recruitment process for this uh, new park maintenance uh, position. So this is the new position that was uh, uh, authorized uh, as part of the 2024 budget. So now we're going from having uh, three, well, one working supervisor and two park maintenance employees to the working supervisor and three park maintenance employees. So we are definitely having uh, more, uh, more, more employee, more FTEs in this department. So uh, we did the typical recruitment that we always do with uh, using League of Minnesota Cities, Quad Press, and other online listings. Uh, we uh, went through the process and scored the applicants on the 100-point scale as required by state law. And then, uh, you know, ultimately we received uh, 33 applications for the new park, park maintenance position. Of that, 15 were interviewed in the first round, and then the four finalists were interviewed for the sec in the second round. Uh, they were extremely good applicants. All the, the top four, I was a part of the, the, the second round, the final round interviews, and all four were exceptional applicants. We couldn't, we couldn't have done better. I gotta give uh, Chandra a lot of kudos for you know, finding some excellent candidates for this position. Um, you know, after staff talked and, and talked through each candidate and you know, carefully weighing each candidate, the staff is recommending uh, Joe Morrison for the park maintenance position. You see Joe's application is in the packet. Uh, he's got extensive experience uh, in the military. So he's been in the military for, for quite a few years and uh, has a lot of experience in, uh, in buildings and trades. So that is something that was very unique that, uh, as you know, with our, our park system, we have a lot of buildings. So, you know, we not only are we the parks uh, maintaining the grounds, but they're also maintaining the buildings. So that's something that, uh, that we, we think that Joe will add to our, uh, our crew down at the, the shop, and I think we'll, he'll fit in uh, uh, very well. He, we have a conditional offer out there, and he's so far passed all the, the background checks and everything. So we'd make the recommendation to hire uh, uh, Joe Morrison for the park maintenance position, and I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. So it sounds like we might have a little bit of a, a hole there and he'll be able to slide into that hole and fill that really well. And provide some unique perspective that we don't have or you know, or could use some more perspective. perspective. Yeah, he's got a lot, of, a lot of talents that we you know, don't have in the parks uh, side right now, like welding. Mm -hmm. you know, we have welding on, you know, the, on the public works side. We have yep. uh, you know, an employee that's very skilled at welding, but none, you know, we have some employees that want to learn welding on the park side, but you know, we have someone now that will come in that has, that, has some of that experience and has some experience that none of our crew currently has. So, but you know, with that, you know, some of the other experiences like you know, tree trimming and you know, some of those you know, irrigation stuff, you know, that'll have to be taught. But you know, that, uh, I think the you know, interviewing Joe, I think he, he'll definitely be able to learn. He seems like a, a good guy and he'll, uh, I think he'll be a good addition to the team. So I didn't see anything in my report on his job, you know, work experience. It was blank pages. 
Should have been that. Did, did you guys? I mean, it looks like Matt got it, but I didn't get that, which is really weird. Did you get the, the forms and stuff? No. I got the front page. But anyway, it sounds like he was in the Air Force yep, that's for correct. six years. Six, six years, years, yep. Wow. So, so he did active duty, and he's he just he's college, basically just did, getting out of the Air Force right now. So he's from, from the, the Minnesota area and from the Twin Cities area and moving back. And So he started... Did he do, get his degree before or after the Air Force? Looks like he got it. During. Yeah. During, okay. Yeah. He got his associate degree so, there. Okay. And, and before, then before, did he before that, it was three or four years as an equipment operator and a fiber optics technician. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's really happened. weird because everyone else got the whole packet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's, it's Apple. I'm it telling you, not. it's Apple. It's, it is yeah. <laughs> It is not. Yeah. Cool. Well, and the other part is that with the upcoming, we plan on upcoming um, parks refresh goal, you know, we're going to be doing buildings and stuff. And, you know, the truth is that, that uh, our hope is that when we go into that parks upgrading in 2025 and 26, those will often be bid out to, you know, for example, for rebuilding the, the building at Carl Eck, they'll be torn down and built. And somebody else will build that. We don't expect our crews to be doing that. However, having some knowledge and awareness of how these things all work never never hurts you mm -hmm. know to keep an eye on things and stuff like that so it sounds like a, a good fit okay any other discussion or questions okay would anybody like to make a motion to approve joe morrison as our park maintenance employee make that motion okay second we have a motion and we have a second any other discussion Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes. Okay, now we're going to adjourn to a work session. We've got a couple things we want to kind of think about before we move forward with them as a council. One would be our street maintenance plan kind of thing. We've talked about it. We haven't really um, pulled the trigger on that yet. And then the park refresh program we just talked about. You know, we will be looking at probably voting on that in the next couple months. And so... Is we should, we're just going to have a little quick chat about any other questions people have or things you want Patrick to look into. So that's our um, plan. So we're looking for a motion to adjourn to a work session. So moved. Second. second. Okay. Matt, and who wants to get the second? Steve. Steve. Okay. <laughs> Matt and Steve, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Meeting is adjourned. Thanks, everybody.